0: Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Last week, you got to see and hear about all the ground and missions we cover as a church. Who was impressed by all the work we do in our community and across the world, yeah? It's impressive, isn't it? But um, our focus this week is more on the go and reach out that God has individually called you to the call that he has and the go that he has for you to step into and the authority to walk into. So can we just all admit this, though? Can we all admit that sometimes representing Jesus is a really scary business? Sometimes actually acknowledging that you are a Christian in the first place is pretty hard yakka. And sometimes even I've bumbled my way through those conversations where there's been like, oh, what did you, you get up to on the weekend? You know? Or was it church what was that or just church oh what was that Dirch. no or was it church <laughs> and we can mumble our way sometimes through those conversations can't we but i want to be honest with you and i want to remind you of this because when it comes to the nerves don't let the little things you don't know hold you back from the big things you know to be true And so today, I want to encourage you, 5pm, with turning your dormant energy of Christianity and releasing it into an active energy, your go, your individual go that God has for you. We're going to look at a story in Acts 3, and it's called The Healing at the Beautiful Gate. And in this story, Peter and John, who were the apostles, and this is recently Just after Christ's death and ascension, um, Peter and John were going to the temple for the 3 p.m. prayer. And they were just going about their business, following their tradition. They would regularly go to the temple for prayers, you know. And I'm sure all of us have regular routines that we do. My regular routine in morning looks like the alarm going off at about 6.15 Getting up, turning the coffee machine on, which seems to annoy my wife because the noise travels up the stairs in our house. That's part of my routine. I sit down, I get my Bible out and have some good chill time with God. That's my morning routine. But for these guys, their routine was going, often going to the temple to do their prayers. Now, the first point I want to bring to you this evening is this. Seeking God's business in your day-to-day business. Whatever your day-to-day looks like, think about your day-to-day routine. Whatever you do, there needs to be a seeking to go after God's business. On Monday nights, I play touch footy with the great Jay Bolton and Ryan Tidy. We have an amazing team, by the way. We're absolute guns. Not boasting, but kind of just a little bit, kind of a big deal around Newcastle. You've probably heard of us. But... As I was leaving one of our recent matches, I was talking to one of the guys in our team and we're walking out to the car park and I just asked him, how are you? And he just said, I'm actually having all these uh, issues with my stomach, my gut. And I've been to the doctor, we're doing some tests now and they don't know what's wrong. And I just felt this nudge straight away to pray for him. So I said, do you mind if if I just pray for you right now? He's like, oh, yeah, I suppose that'd be, that'd be good. That would be great. That would be really good, actually. And I said a super fast prayer, something like, thank you, Father, for this man. And I just really pray for a healing over his stomach. It was a 10-second prayer, not even. Anyway, a week later, he comes back to me and Ryan, and he's saying, you know what? My stomach's started to feel better. And I, it could have been that prayer. I'm not sure, but you know what? That prayer, I think, helped. And I'll tell you, that part of our day-to-day is being open to God's business. Your business and God's business working together. And that moment where I was in the car park after the game, hot, sweaty, still a little bit filled with annoyance from losing the match. But I just knew that that was the packaging But the package that I had to focus on was my mate. Him opening up to me there and telling me about the pain he was in. So it's really important that we focus, isn't it, on the package, not the packaging. packaging. And that's why I love our Menor House team. When you sing on a Thursday afternoon, cars lining up to come and get a $5 hamper from our Matt Care and Menor House team. And our team is not worried about the packaging We're not worried about what car they have. We're not worried about how they look, how messy their vehicle is. We give them that package, that hamper. We ask them how they're going. Sometimes we pray for them right then and there on the spot. We got to run a Shine program with them last year, with a bunch of the people that come to that. And we're hoping to be able to take our manor House program to the next level where we can even do, Uh, I better not tell you too much, but I'm hoping that we can even run a small church service up there with some of those people that come to our Menor House team. You know, even Stephen the martyr, in Acts 7, incredible story. You might have heard of this guy Stephen. Stephen was chosen to serve as a social worker, okay? Now, negotiating between the church factions and waiting on tables. But yet, he's doing this, he's work as a social worker, but yet, he was then martyred for preaching the gospel. It seems he wasn't really following his job description that well. Hey, he, this guy, he should have been waiting on tables, just doing his social work, but here he is off preaching the gospel. <laughs> but how amazing that he took God's business into his business as well. Let's keep moving back to our story. In Acts verse 2, uh, sorry, in Acts 3, verse 2, it tells us that Peter and John were captured By the sight of a man crippled at birth. Captured. Who who is God drawing your attention to tonight, church? Who who is God and the Holy Spirit drawing your attention to? Maybe to pray for them. Intentionally connect with them. So, it leads me to the second point. Reach out happens through acting on good intentions. Peter and John could have passed by this crippled man that day. But they were captured by him. And then they acted on what their attention was drawn to. Procrastination is the certain assassin of good intentions. In my life, some of the regrets regrets that I have had have come from procrastination. From actually not acting on a good intention. Act on your good intention. Act on your gut feeling. Act on that nudge from the Holy Spirit. The story then tells us that Peter's response to this crippled man was, as the crippled man asked for some money and was begging, Peter's response was this, I don't have money, but I will give you this. By the power of the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. You know, the power of Jesus truly is the greatest gift. And Jesus isn't really interested in how our words come out of our mouth when we're in the, a conversation with someone about Him. He's more interested in, in the heart. He's not interested in the doctrine that you're trying to s- somehow spill out of your mouth. He's interested in the heart. Your heart is in the right place. That is where you start. Start in the heart. Number three. Your hand and God's mighty hand work together. You know, in that moment in the story, Peter's hand and act empowered the act of the Holy Spirit, didn't it? It was Peter's hand that helped him to his feet. So hear me when I say this to you guys tonight. Your hand to pull up is also God's hand to bring transformation. And that's why I love what our community reach out teams do. I love our chaplains who are a voice of purpose in our community, in their area, in their field. They're taking that life and they're looking for a hand up to bring atmosphere, to bring a positive change to that environment. I love our backyard workers and our volunteers who bring hope through a hand up into a home looking to set someone up, a family up, for a long-term change and transformation. How good is it at being a part, being a part of a church that looks for a hand up? So, tonight, we're going to finish a little bit different to, than what we did this morning, if you were in this morning's message, uh, if you were in this morning's services. We're going to hear from one of my mates, Pete, and then we're going to hear from Liam as well. But I've asked Pete... To come up tonight and share, I want to ask him a few questions, a bit about his story and a bit about his journey. So, give him a clap as Pete comes up. Come on, Pete! Now, <laughs> I got to do um, I got to do Alpha with Pete last year, and got to meet him then, and we became good mates through it all. Uh, but I want you to hear some of his story, and some of his journey. So. Pete, I want to ask you a couple of questions, my friend. Is that all right? Sure is. <laughs> for it. All right. So, my first question, brother, is how long have you been at Macquarie and tell us a bit about yourself?
1: I've been at Macquarie on and off for probably 10 so years. Um, I didn't come often. Um, last May was when I started regularly and I haven't stopped since. Um, I'm a Father of two teenage boys. I'm a carpenter by trade and a dental technician. Um, yeah, uh, Macquarie's been a big part of my life in the last eight to nine months. Wow. A huge man. part. Um, it was,
0: you were even on greeters this morning, Pete. Bringing <laughs> <We had> some <laughs> yeah, joys my, my first Coming greeters. in church. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: <laughs> nice to be able to put something back into this place.
0: Oh. So, I know you've had some hard times in life, mate. Yeah. Um, some real challenges. Can you tell us a bit about that and what led... Uh, what led you there to, to some of those challenges?
1: I couldn't put my finger on why, other than I tried, I suppose, to walk a life without God in it, and just left me open to that broad
0: path, if you will.
1: Yeah. Um, so I substance abuse for quite a long time. Um, from a very young age, I could always feel what I've learnt now is to be God calling or nudging or pushing, or, and his patience with me is second to none. His <laughs> patience ain't um, hey, with us. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's that's right, mate. Um, I've stopped the substance abuse for a couple of years now, um, but I went through a period of stopping and starting and stopping and starting. And I look back, and even now I can see how he never once left me. Wow. It was just me turning my back and being ignorant and silly and whatever. Been a human being um but even before i learned about god at school at st phillips i, I think then I, I picked up on feelings of god and jesus
0: working on me um, wow. never left me wow um, it stayed with you doesn't it, it stays with oh, you doesn't it
1: it's an incredible feeling i yeah, can't yeah. put it into words i'm still pretty new to all of this um, yeah, yeah. but look i gave god plenty of opportunities to wipe his hands of me but he never did and, and you
0: love that,
1: eh? up until last May, it was when I started coming back to Macquarie, and yeah. I, I don't know why I came back. I just got up on one Sunday morning and came, and I haven't stopped since. Wow. I've done Alpha, I thrive, yeah. and just met some really nice, genuine
0: people. So can I ask you a little bit about Alpha now as well? Yeah. Um, how did awesome. you go? How did you go doing the Alpha course? But also, how did Alpha help shape your foundation with your your Christian walk and your Christian journey then? Oh, it shaped it
1: a lot because it, as I said, I'm pretty new, so it gave me some direction especially with prayer for me wow. I've got a lot out of it in how to pray um, and also listening to what God's saying um, reading the Bible, everything it was just set a great foundation so much so I loved it, I couldn't wait to get here and the people made it even better. Yeah. 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 We had it a good really dream. did. It was a great, great to see these people give up their time to teach people like me. And um, look, I couldn't recommend Alpha to anyone enough. It, for me, it was brilliant. I loved it and I'd do it again.
0: So from that Alpha to now, what do you feel is really... Is there some changes that you've started to see in your life oh, or some things that you've yes. some things Huge. that you know God's even maybe challenged you about and gone, Pete, let's work on this or
1: I uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm not good at the challenges. <laughs> but yeah, look, picking up the Bible I never did that ever. Even wow. the times I did come to Macquarie yeah, yeah. previously and that and now it's morning and night and it's
0: There's this hung... almost like a
1: hungerness. It it? It is. That's a good word, Dan. It's a hungerness. It's just there. It's like I don't think about it, I just do it. And um, I'm a a stressor by nature, I suppose. I stress about anything and everything. And I've noticed a huge drop in my stress. Wow. And, yeah, a lot of that I did to myself. But doing that course just opens your eyes. Yeah. It did to me. Um, It helped me immensely.
0: As we as we just finish off um, that conversation, Pete, I would just want you to be aware that when Pete finished Alpha, he started bringing your sister, yeah, and your other sister, yeah. to church. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So there's two two of his sisters now are, are both in our church, and um, it's just had this effect on you, Pete, hasn't it? Oh, huge. It's almost like you've chosen. And you've gone that. Nah, I think God something in it, me, You know, yeah. That I wanted. I want my family to know about. This oh, as well. I would
1: love to. And that was a big part of the Bible reading. Was sitting at home, just at the table reading it. And quite often, my sons would walk in, and well, what are you reading? And I said, oh, the Bible. And they're like, what? <laughs> what well, are you reading They didn't that believe part, Dad. <laughs> me at first, but yeah. And I thought, well, there's a good start. Them yeah. seeing me do that. Wow. Um, that's probably one of my biggest regrets in life. I mean, there's nothing I can do about it now, but not teaching my children about God from day one. Um, And unfortunately, that was probably one of my worst periods. Every time I've been in the substance abuse or anything, it's the furthest I've been away from God. And um, again, one day I woke up and just said, enough, I've had it, I've just had it. It wasn't planned or anything. And it's just another example of God saying, Pete, pull your head in, son, and get going.
0: Wow, mate. Yeah, um, we love Pete, and I can't wait to hear more stories like this in our church. Can we give Pete yeah. a big clap? You're a legend, mate. Love you. Thank you. Give that to Caden. Good man, Pete. Thank you. Bit of a natural on stage too, Pete. I have to get you up more often. All right. We have the great Liam Kennedy now, too. I've asked Liam to come and share a reach out story. This guy has such a heart for people. He's willing to go to the ends of the earth to follow God and at the same time also reach out to his good mates. So I want you to tune in and lean into one of his stories. Cheers, brother.
2: Thanks, Dan. Um, so recently, I went to the nation of Colombia. Um, I had a big heart for Colombia, South America, and reaching the youth there. And after three months, I had uh, not seen very much happen and experienced a lot of diarrhea. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Great. <laughs> ah, anyway, so after that three months, I felt God was telling me to come back. Uh, actually, I'd stepped down in faith, but got it a bit wrong. Uh, and that wasn't God's plan for my life at the time. So back I came. What a great Mission Sunday story, right? Yeah, woo, missions. But um, when Dan asked me to share, I thought, oh, I popped to mind. And then uh, it's what happened just before I left. So I was just working. Uh, and there was a friend I worked with, Grady. Um, and look, he was a very, very high-strung guy. You know Grady, high-strung. Okay. Anyway, be, he began to ask me things as he saw my life and say, well, what's this? And what are you doing? And we went away to Melbourne together. And why are you reading the Bible? And this and that. And I got to share my faith with him and I I ended up saying, hey, listen to this podcast. It was a leadership podcast by Craig Rochelle who's also a pastor and Craig had mentioned in there that he reads the Bible every day. So he thought, oh, I'll give that a crack. Before I left, he said, oh, Liam, I'm I'm reading the Bible every day. I said, oh, unreal. And I got back and we caught up for coffee and he just sat there and it was literally just an hour of him telling me all that God had done in his life. He said, Liam, I've become a Christian I've given my life to God, I've got a relationship with him, yeah. And, and he said, look, uh, my life's completely changed. He said, I feel like I have a purpose. He said, life's never made this much sense. Uh, he said, I'm not as stressed anymore. I can go to sleep at night easy. And and then he said, um, I'm no longer living to please man. Uh, and we were in real estate. He said, I'm no longer living to please my boss. Who knows, real estate agents can do some shady stuff. Uh, He said, but I'm living to please God. And he said, it's actually harder because God sees everything in every part of my life. Anyway, we had this coffee and he said, Liam, I just want to thank you for introducing me to Jesus. And the reason I wanted to share this story is because I think on Mission Sunday, it's easy for us to come to church and tick off the Mission Sunday box. It's even kind of easy to give sometimes. I know for me, the first uh, time I was in church on Mission Sunday when i become a new Christian, there was a big number on the screen. So I divided it by the amount of people that were in the church and gave that. I thought, oh, that'll do. Ticket off the box. Um, and yeah, so, but we have a personal go. And that's what I love about this word that we're embarking on this year. So I want to challenge you, what could your personal go look like? Um, there's a verse that came to mind, Ephesians 2.10. It says, for we are God's workmanship created by him to do good works, that he's prepared for us in advance. There's actually good works that God's created you to walk in. There's people that he's placed in your life for you to reach. Uh, And you might think, geez, I don't know very much about the Bible. I don't know very much about Christianity. How could I share that? And I think that's why it's easy for us to come on the Sunday and say, we'll leave it to them right? We'll, we'll give to those missionaries and we'll let them do their amazing things, but actually there's people in your lives, there's people in your workplaces, there's people that if you'd step out and say, God, I'm going to live my life on mission, I'm going to live and, and, and try to share the good news of Jesus with them, then maybe you'll be get to have a, a coffee with a Grady and he'll say, oh, thanks so much for sharing Jesus with me. Thanks so much for sharing Jesus with me. And so, this year, as we go on that journey, that's what I want to encourage you with to think about that. How could you step out? Who could you reach in your life? Thanks, guys. Where's Dan gone? Oh, there he is.
0: Man, I love hearing these stories of people in our own church. We're living their personal reach out and their personal go. And we're just about to come to a close in our service and getting close to it. But there's two things I just want to mention now. One of them is this. Nothing in creation, nothing in creation is made for itself, including you and me. And so the Christ-like compassion that we've just heard from Liam... We heard from Pete just before and even through me as well. That Christ-like compassion really um, compels, compels us. And so when you accept Jesus into your world, there is this stirring to act and to actually go, you know what, I can't keep this light in. I've got to let it out. I've got to tell people about it. And that is your go. So that was the first thing. The second thing is this, we have an expressions of interest um, form at the end of the service. And if you would like to join one of our reach out teams, our men house, our red frogs team, maybe it might even be our, um, our backyard volunteer, or even to put your name down, potentially come on a missions trip this year, that is out in our cafe. There's a desk out there, you can fill in your details and we'll be in contact with you shortly. Just one I wanna highlight though, we need, one or two strong bodies on a Tuesday to lift some packages, to lift some um, food for our Menor house team. So if you have a couple of hours on a Tuesday afternoon, put your name down there and we'll be in contact with you. But right now, if we can all stand, we can all stand, church. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit mccroylifechurch.com.au.